Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Hi, I'm Dave. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. I do appreciate it, and I do appreciate the word of mouth spreading it around for us, telling people about Songwriter Connection. We've got special guests today, and I want to just tell you right up front, um, before I ever heard them or got to know them, I had heard of them. Because every now and then an act comes around in Nashville that's so uh, true and rare and pure and have this talent uh, that people start talking about it. So um, the first time I saw Credenda, I was blown away. And we're going to tell you more about Tr- Credenda. They're a family vocal harmony group that I know you're going to enjoy. And we're going to play some music live around the dining room table. But before we get to that, I want to thank our new sponsor. If you listen to uh, episode two of season uh, two, you met and made a connection with Nancy Deckett. Nancy is a publisher here in this town, also a fantastic songwriter, and she's the CEO of this new group called Discover Sooner. And if you're a songwriter, one of the greatest challenges that you have as a songwriter is meeting industry professionals, people that can get your song placed and maybe offer you a publishing deal. That's what it's all about. That's what we work so hard to try to do. Well, Discover Sooner helps songwriters meet and build relationships with publishers through their events and their program and their fantastic website. What I want you to do uh, after you're done with the podcast today is remember Discover Sooner and go to their webpage, discoversooner.com. You will see profiles of publishers and songwriters, and we hope that you'll make your own profile and join the group. I am a member of Discover Sooner. Love this group. And I highly recommend uh, them to you. As a songwriter, you will love what they do. All right. Let me introduce to you Credenda, a family vocal harmony trio consisting of mom, Barbara, brother, Daniel, and sister, Anna. And we're going to find out a lot more about them, but we need to hear some music. Daniel's a guitar player over there. (laughs) Strike up the band, my friend. (laughs) Sure thing. I appreciate you letting me borrow the guitar, by the way. The one day I did not bring the guitar. <laughs> here we go. I'm like, I'm forgetting something here. So we're going to play a song called Far Side of the River. I've lived my life on the far side of the river Where the snow lies on the ground Almost all the year around Serena cold I no longer can remember What it's like to share my life With another human soul I must admit There's a part of me that wonders Should I spend my time as left Feelings unexpressed Look out the window In the distance I can see Another human soul On the same pathway as me Thank you. 
when things got bad Something inside like a spark that starts a fire Creates the need to try and interact again Faint memories of a lifetime long ago Begin to move and captivate my Fantastic. Fred Denda is our guest. This is the Songwriter Connection Podcast. This is a family group. Daniel playing guitar. Hi, Daniel. Hey, hey, hey. Next to uh, him around the dining room table is Anna. How are you, Anna? I'm good, thank you. you. I could just see the passion in your eyes as you're singing. I could just, you know, she just feels Most it. Of the time they're closed. <laughs> That's all right. You, you're so into it. And mom is Barbara. Yeah. How are you, Barbara? I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> good to have you here. Thanks for being on our show. That is something from your uh, your new uh, EP, right? That song you just played. That's actually on an EP we released, I think, in 2019. Okay. Yeah. So relatively new. Relatively <laughs> new. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love <laughs> listening to it. I was listening to it all morning long. Now, you're from Springfield, not too far from here, right? That's right. Yeah. But you moved here from Boise, Idaho. And that's a far piece. And uh, so we always talk about the draw of Nashville. So tell us how you go from Boise to the Nashville near. <laughs> what it's happened? Long sto- Is it a long story? <laughs> you, so you know what? I'll start it mm-hmm. off. So we started doing music officially around late 2013. Yeah. And then uh, after that point, we spent a lot of time in our local scene local scene we actually joined a songwriters association called the isa okay which is headed up by a couple guys who had played and worked in nashville steve eaton and terry miller and they both were blown away by us when when they heard us i can see why yeah and they they basically said that you guys should try out nashville because it's a perfect fit for you and so fast forward i think that was like 2015 mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. So in 2015, we were basically told you should check out Nashville. Fast forward to 2017, we decided to actually do it. And uh, that was May. May 2017, we got in our Ford 03 F-150. And uh, that was me, my two brothers. I'm picturing this in my head. This is like the classic story. It sounds so clinical, yeah. (laughs) No. There's a lot. There are a lot of details here. But Uh um, we had just raised enough money to get a certain distance. Mm. So 600 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did fundraisers and a lot of good people came alongside us and helped us raise that amount. But we had only raised around that that amount mm-hmm. of money. And so it would only get us a certain distance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we jumped in the truck, my two brothers in the back, I was in the middle. And I think it was Anna, mom, and my, was it, was Kat with us that time? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It was the sister that, yeah. um, the lineup was Daniel and Anna and Catherine, um, goes by Kat. 
and mm-hmm. um, I did most of their songwriting and played keyboard and was quite content, you know, to sit behind doing that and um, and help them out because when they started out, they were still in high school and teenagers and. Mm-hmm. And we as parents just thought uh, we want them to do something they're good at and that they like mm-hmm. and not spend a lifetime like 80% of adults doing something they don't like. Yeah. You know, it's only one short life. And, yeah. um, and Daniel even persuaded his parents. I was looking at college courses for him at the time, <laughs> actually. And he said, um, you know, uh, do, do you think we could try this, like, go go straight into the music biz? and. Then Steve Eaton, um, we always mention him because he was the person running the Idaho Songwriters Association. And we had been told by the mayor of our city, we lived in a place called Meridian right next to Boise. And I called her, I said, what do we do now? You know, Mm -hmm. we knew nothing about music or what people did or anything. And she said, you need to go to the Idaho Songwriters Association. And so I looked up who led it. And his bio is very intimidating, extremely intimidating. Still um, yeah, he'd, he'd ended up um, songwriting in Nashville and writing for all, having lots of hits with the big acts of the 70s and culminating with a hit uh, he wrote for the Carpenters. Oh. And so he eventually left Nashville with that, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, went back then, started the ISA and won an award for the, uh, establishing the music scene in Boise, Idaho. Nice. And um, so we turned up there and a bit nervous now that we'd heard he's like really famous and had a lot of tons <laughs> of hits and all the rest of it. And uh, the kids went up um, with Kat onto the stage. And so I did a little bit of like amateurish marketing and I found out which was Steve and he was sitting very relaxed, you know, kind of half slumped a bit in his chair not in a negative way just enjoying the evening mm-hmm. and and so they go up and sing uh, it was one of my songs I was kind of I was sort of being represented up there and um and he just began to unfold and sit up and um and I didn't take that as a source of pride or anything I thought oh it, it's having an impact and he started looking around the room and you know snapping his fingers and pointing and you mm. know the people who understood the music biz and so he was the one who said we needed to get down to Nashville well wow. yeah. and here you are mm. yeah. well and it's going well you played last night at Pluckett's you know we taped this in advance but you you play something called the gospel hour there yes. it's something you've done a lot yeah. right yeah yeah the, that was uh, there's kind of a story behind that. We first went to Puckett's in, was it 2018? And we went to their open mic. A friend of ours had said... At Leapers Fork? Yeah. There? Okay. Mm-hmm. And a friend of ours had said, you got to get out to Puckett's. There's a great open mic there. And so we checked it out and it was it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was it was quite an experience. And we met the owner, now, now soon to be former owner, Rob Robinson there, and uh, we even played with us on stage. Yeah, yeah, really? he got, wow. he got mm-hmm. on his guitar, played some slide for us. Mm-hmm. And that started a journey where we were coming to open mic for a while. And then that kind of tapered off. And then we got invited back by a friend of ours, Debbie Pratt, who is the host of open mic there right now. And she she got us back out there again. And then we started going quite a bit every Thursday and uh, we were never gunning for Gospel Hour. I, I We'd heard of it, but we were never actually pursuing it. Mm-hmm. But Rob heard us playing in the back. We were actually rehearsing one open mic, and he was standing right by the door. The only place you can 
practice in Puckett's is like right in the back next to the freezers and the bathrooms bathroom. are yeah <laughs> so it's yeah. like you're freezing and you're standing in people's way man. well I'll, I'll add to that it was 2019 yeah. when nobody knew but covid was stuck oh, yeah. yeah that was right when i'm starting to break that was out. bc before covid mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and he we were practicing a dylan song out the back for the north country oh girl, oh. girl, from, girl from the north, north country, country but we've changed it yeah yeah you do um, that you will yeah, yeah. So he wanders through, and um, his mother was really sick, uh, very, very sick, and he was uh, quite worried about her. And mm-hmm. um, and he just put his head on the wall as we practiced the harmonies to, you know, pass out. So he heard, I, I think he, he loves harmony, and he loves Dylan. Mm, I love so, harmony, too. Yeah. But the, I love Dylan. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Let me, let, just to change, yeah. you talked about harmony, and I wanted to mm-hmm. talk about that. Right. Up front, and I've always heard the term blood harmony. If you hear like the mm-hmm. Everly Brothers and right, the Leuven right. Brothers, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. my brother and I used to sing uh, together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I hear you, that's the first thing that comes to my mind: blood harmony. Your harmonies are so beautiful and tight and precise. Um, but you got a different name for it, and I like it: a relative harmony. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> harmony is relative. Yeah, yeah. it's relative. Mm-hmm. Now that's your term. We have to confess uh, that came from a musician friend in yeah. Boise, and he said we could use it, so we just well, kept it. Um, you know, yeah. I have talked so much on this show about uh, genres and how I hate mm-hmm. it, because people will say, well, what kind of music do you play? And I, <laughs> don't ask me that, because I don't have a clue. <laughs> I just try to write the best song, right? And I think it's human nature, and I've said this before, that people want to put I'll put you in that little box, in that category. Well, they're Americana, they're folk, they're mm-hmm. gospel, they're rock, they're country. And what I've always loved, and really, first, even when I first started in radio, you know, in the 70s, I loved to listen to people that kind of define their own genre, genre-defying, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or sometimes I've been calling it now genre neutral. <laughs> right? It works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, I mean, that's what I get the feeling. You guys are, are blazing your own trail, doing your own mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's just wonderful. Um, you know, in the past, we've had guests on the show like Olivia Francis. I don't know if you know her, but I've known Olivia since she's 11 years old. And she's a great songwriter. She calls what she does. She's defined her own genre. Sunshine story pop. Huh. Yeah. I like and that. It, and it fits her. Feel happy it, already. <laughs> yeah, no, and you cannot be unhappy listening to, to Olivia. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just, I love this artist out of um, uh, Austin that just moved to Nashville not too long ago. Her name is Jamie Harris. And Jamie's had some success on the Americana charts as well. But to call her Americana, it's, it's kind of unfair. I mean, mm-hmm. what she calls what she does, folk and roll. And it, again, <laughs> it, it fits her. Right. And right. I loved having her on talking about that. So, um, comments? <laughs> I've jumped well, on my. It's, my, yeah, it's you really exciting to one. hear other people are actually doing that. Because uh-huh. when we arrived, I mean, you can talk about this, but um, we uh, people wanted to get us in a certain pocket, yeah. in a certain genre. Um, I can understand why for marketing purposes mm-hmm. and all the sure. rest of it. And who do you think you're most like? And, yeah. You know, that that, that sort of thing. And, yeah, um, well, yeah. we've always played and written what we play and write. We, we haven't really put a label on it from the very beginning. Good. 
And uh, to a degree, you've got to put some sort of a label on it for the marketing people in Nashville. And 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 I guess you're right. It is a business, right? That's the only reason we've done that. Right. But in general, we like to refer to us as ourselves, our sound is genre-defying. And like uh, we've come up with this label, Americana Gospel, as far as we're aware. I like that. I don't think there is a genre. And I think that... Uh, you know, a scene for that. So we're kind of creating our own sound with it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you are. And you know, the thing about it, I like Americana because it incorporates a lot of different genres yeah. in it. Yeah. I mean, bluegrass and blues and even some rock and alternative, you know, and of course, bluegrass and, and down-home country that you're not hearing a lot of anymore on pop country radio stations. Yeah. So I find myself listening a lot to, to that Americana uh, kind of uh, genre, if you will. So, but hey, we could talk about that for hours and years, and we could talk about that philosophy. But what I would love is some more of this beautiful relative harmony. <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, we're going to play another Credenda classic for you. This is called Black Mountain. Yeah. 
your pain and fury. Black Mountain, can you help me find my way? There's a guilt that never seems to go Credenda, Credenda on the Songwriter Connection podcast. I'm Dave Linnan, I'm your host, and you know, I do a couple of radio shows from this room, our dining room table, and I love them. We can play music around the dining room table, but I gotta tell you, I, I love the acoustics of this room, but it's never sounded better than today. Aww. Thank you for being here. Oh, our pleasure. Thank Thanks for inviting us. Oh, the harmony is spectacular. <laughs> and it, that song there was the last track on the Credenda EP, which is out there all. Uh, Wherever you get your music, Spotify uh, is, is where I was listening uh, this morning. But it's out there, right? They can get it's it. out there, yeah. Right. So um, before we get into Credenda and what it means and all that, uh, this is a Songwriter Connection podcast, so I want to talk about uh, the story behind the song and your process a little bit. So let's start with that one. I love that song. Where did the idea come Who wrote? Do you, uh, do you all write together? or, or uh, We do. Yeah? Yeah, seemingly. The first two we've sung, I wrote um, on my own, except I've got to say for Black Mountain, um, there was one line. I just couldn't finish it. Mm-hmm. And my husband is um, a writer, actually, in spare time. And yeah. so I'll go into him. And he put in the line, um, leave behind our pain and fury. I've discovered in this world, I need to care. You know? Well. Wow. Mm. And uh, so those two lines there right at the end of the song are his, and I think that's really the message. But uh, the way I write songs, and I haven't quite found anybody who does this, I'm in in awe of Nashville songwriters. Mm -hmm. I always feel like about so diminished when I listen to them and um, how clever they are, Mm. and you know, they're just so professional and good at what they do. But I haven't heard, maybe I will find one who does write this way, but I have no lyrics in mind at all. No. None. And I'll go to my usually acoustic piano. Mm-hmm. And we've got a very old 1914, is it? From yeah. Really? It's um, a really old piano. A very oh. old 1916, right about then. And I'll start playing a chord progression and then um, a story will just come from the chord progression. Isn't it, it wasn't there before, but then it starts to come. It seems to fit with the mood of the, the chord progression. 
and um, I I think at um, my age, you know, uh, being a, a parent of grown children, um, you've seen a lot and you start thinking about a lot. And it, I envisioned when I wrote this song, there's somebody <laughs> who's um, in their fifties, you know, and they're uh, look they've. Maybe they're not quite where they want to be. They've maybe uh, made a few mistakes or a lot of mistakes, and um, they've tried everything to make life work. I've tried everything, but still, I don't feel good. And they just haven't quite found it yet. And then they go up on to Black Mountain. When I was talking to Kim, she said, "Did you know there's a real Black Mountain?" And I said, she said, it's close by in one of the Carolinas. It might be North Carolina. Mm. And I said, no, um, I actually got, got it out the Bible, a very modern translation. They translated the name of a mountain to Black Mountain. So I had that in the back of my head. Wow. That sounds good. You know? something. And um, you talk about Kim, you're talking about the producer of this CD, Kim McLean. Yes, who's Kim a, McLean. She's yes. a fantastic uh-huh. songwriter. Yes, we're going to have on this show oh, later on this season. Yeah. So, right. But yeah, so, so Black Mountain. Yeah, right. It's somebody who's just um, realizing the one thing they didn't do in life was have a circle of people around them that they uh, who held them accountable. Mm. It's always good to have at least one person I don't know what would be in American vernacular uh, keeps you Same. honest, keeps you yeah. uh, centered on the right yeah, track. Right, right, the right. Right. And yeah. I just I just noticed too that Far Side of the River and Black Mountain both have relatively the same theme, <laughs> where it's somebody who's kind of living off the grid, reflecting mm-hmm. on their life and decisions they've made. That's so Far Side. See, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. people yeah. I think yeah. that can identify. Yeah, with uh-huh. yeah. yeah. They've even up on humanity, the Far Side of the River guy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to engage, and then he starts having really nice memories about mm-hmm. some relationship he had. Maybe it was his wife, maybe somebody else, you know. Um, mm. And he wants to re-engage. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Mm. Uh, your style of writing, um, and I've talked to people who are like that. Um, mm. They're they're uh, they hear that melody, and then the melody talks to them as to what the song is all about. And I've written songs that way. Yeah. And uh, then there's also you know. A lot of folks like to write from an idea or a hook yeah, yeah, and, right. and write to that. And so, you know, it's, it is different here in Nashville. Um, but I think people do it a lot of different ways. And, and there's no right or wrong, I think, what works best for you. I don't and even I have was, a melody. No, you know? no, you don't. It's nothing. Progression? It's just, I just play a progression and wow. like the vibe, yeah. the feel, the ambience of it. Wow. And then I see somebody wrestling, you know, and going, <laughs> Pulling the hair out and and then of course I've written a few notes usually on my phone you know um, and actually uh, sometimes like either she'll knock it out yeah. of the park completely on her own and she'll have the music and lyrics in place like right off the bat yeah. and then sometimes she'll have a a half formed idea or an almost completed song and she'll bring it to one of us this is how we write mm-hmm. together yeah uh, I'm more of an arrangement compositional guy. And I hear a hook, I hear a melody, and uh, sometimes like she'll bring words to me that don't have any melody, and she'll kind of play it for me. And it's kind of like how uh, mm-hmm. Lennon and McCartney used to co-write mm-hmm. quotes. Right. Yeah. Like one guy would write a song, then he'd bring it to the other guy, and one would tidy it up, and then the end result was a co-write between Lennon and McCartney. You know, right? Uh, but it, it was brilliant nonetheless. But that was kind of the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Anna, do you get in on this process too? Or? Oh, yeah. She yeah. Does. yeah. I hear a melody, but it's often things they've created 
often things they've created in music and um, mm-hmm. they bring it to me when it's unfinished and I can just hear the rest of it. Wow, that's talent. So, so you write the harmony, you write in the melody way, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. as we're playing the chord progression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's usually something in your a bit more... Uh, I don't think about it yeah. much, I just... I don't mm. think about it, I just do. No, <laughs> maybe that's not what I mean. Um, you know, it's kind of mom's process, only um, I'll start singing it. I got know, you. Because mm. I'm not... We need one of these like diva explanations. Well, let me tell you about my process. <laughs> does, it sound, does it sound diva? I sit in a room with you know only one <laughs> bottle of water. I don't mean to tell you. <laughs> the magic issue. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it because what it is is is, mm. is really great. You guys really. Let's have another example. Um, love to hear another song. All right. Well, let me think about this. Uh, this song is called Snowing in East Nashville, and it's dedicated to a friend of ours that we met at Puck. It's by the name of Jimmy James. He's a singer-songwriter. He's got his own band up in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, and uh, he was living in East Nashville at the time, and I think it was one of the few times it actually snowed, and he was feeling homesick, Oh! and uh, he posted about it, and Mom saw the post mm-hmm. and decided to write a song, and so this is one of those examples of a uh, co-write between all three of us. And this is the one where Anna heard the chord progression, and she sang the melody. She composed it as uh-huh. I was playing it, and we just taped it as she's singing, wow. you know? yeah. and this was the tune. I heard yeah. it, yes. Wow, that's pretty cool. And we always intro this by saying this goes out to anyone who's feeling far from home. So it's snowing in East Nashville. I'm watching the snowflakes fall. I feel sick, been gone from home so long. Missing friends and family, far to the north so the ones I knew 
Now that one I noticed isn't on the Credenda uh, EP, so that that must be relatively new, right? Not recorded yet. That is a actually, if you think about it, it is relatively new. I think that's no no older than a year. No. And no, it hasn't been recorded yet, but it's definitely on the short list to be recorded. So are you, are you getting ready to record new music? We are. Yeah. Mm, tell me about that process. Well, uh, let me start at the beginning here. We know a sound engineer who used to live in Nashville, who was actually a, uh, he's a retired, now retired theology professor, used to work at Vandy uh, by the name of John McClure. And he, he's been a friend of ours for a while, and we reached out to him when we decided we were going to do another single. And uh, you had a a great deal on uh, doing a single, he had a great deal, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, been our main thing why uh, no new music has come out because we have to work to generate um, money in Mm. order to do the next step. We don't, we have a family of seven, seven, (laughs) and um, so uh, everything, um, there's two people in that group that are supporting the seven of us, and um. Daniel, Anna, and I work um, full-time at the Music Biz, and mm-hmm. we had, um, I can't remember who it was now, somebody um, important who said it takes about 15 hours a day working hard. Wow. You know, at um, writing and practicing, networking, uh, going out to play. There's a lot that and, goes into it. And if you're, as you know, if you're working a job, it's mm. hard to... Uh, sometimes too tired Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of young songwriters we've seen have gone home since we've been here so we're thankful to the two people one of them is my husband and um, what's his name his name is Joe hey Joe yeah (laughs) and uh, he just uh, doesn't want really anything to do with the music business but he wants to see his family successful and so he agreed to the move down here and very proud of him 
for sure. Mm-hmm. Very good. And he's a writer. He has written in his spare time um, mm-hmm. since he was young. Yeah. And so if I'm stuck for lyrics... He's the first person I go to. He helps you. something out. He's yeah. quite the wordsmith. He'll throw a phrase in when we're at a loss and having some writer's block. Mm-hmm. Can I call him when I have some writer's block? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, yeah. I'm going to call on you. Yeah. Oh, um, there's, there's Jonathan, too. If yeah. met Jonathan, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. autistic mm-hmm. son is a writer. Also. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I saw him play in Cajon for mm-hmm. you, and mm-hmm. he's a good writer, huh? Yeah. 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 And music comes out of it. Um, He's into augmented and dimi- uh, He's into a lot yeah. of alternative styles. Oh, and wow. so his, and, yeah. his chord selections are so beyond anything I could come up with on my own. And when he does it, I'm like, where is that coming That's from? That's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> Very cool. Well, let me ask you this because I've been dying to. This is the, the question. I uh, didn't know exactly when uh, to bring this up, but I want to talk about the name Credenda. <laughs> Uh, tell me about how you came up with that name and uh, where it came from and what it means. We had a couple names before, didn't we? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. They we were... had one name and a... Dad, your dad. <laughs> we, we, we liked it at the time, but it wasn't a really good fit for what we were doing. We were what going... was it? Can you... So, well, hold on, drum roll, please. <laughs> Red River Redemption. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that was the original band name, and uh, after a while, the style we we kind of came up with wasn't really... I mean, it's a great band name, but it wasn't really meshing. But your father came up with that one. Yeah, Dad came was up with that Was there a Red one. River near where you lived? <laughs> I, no. We got Black Mountain and Red River. You? Very, very 70s, is it? Maybe? Yeah. 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 And of course... Uh, kind of like Creedence. Yeah, right. A little bit like Creedence. Right. Yeah. Right. I love it. I would have loved yeah, it. Yeah, he loved that. Yeah. Um, and Anna, um, these millennials, you know, she said... Um, I didn't think it sounded mainstream enough. I yeah, that, that, I don't know why I thought that, but I asked mom to come up mm-hmm. with, because um, I was struggling of a name to call us uh, instead of that, so I asked mom to come up with something, and she was just looking in the dictionary. <laughs> I found her looking in this huge, massive dictionary, in the seas, and she just threw yeah. a few names out there, and the one that <laughs> stuck out to me was Credenda, and I'm like, what does that mean? That sounds cool. And when she explained it to me, um, it was cooler to me. And I thought, that's cool. Let's call ourselves that. I looked it up in Webster's, uh, too, so so that our listeners don't have to. (laughs) What's the definition, Barbara? Well, I I think basically it means things to be believed. Things to be believed. Yeah. And uh, in its simplest form. And in church, people say creeds. I mm-hmm. suppose whatever denomination you go to, and um, Apostles Creed, yeah. and then there's yeah. the band Creed, you know, and Credenda is just the plural. Right? It's the plural of Creed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. And they say use it in a sentence, and it's yours forever. Yeah. So the group Credenda is going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. That's my sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, um, there we go. Latin. So it's yeah. oh well. So now we all speak a little yeah, Latin. Right. Yeah, right. See? right. Very good. It's fancy. <laughs> I love it. Things to be believed. Well, you know, I'm, you, I'm a believer. I really am a believer in what you do. 
And I want to thank you for coming and sharing your story with us on the Songwriter Connection podcast, talking a little bit about how you write and uh, your travels here uh, to Nashville. And it's going well, huh? You love it here? Is it home now? Yes, it definitely Oh, it's definitely home. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> and we get to meet awesome people like you. And... Oh, God bless you. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. That's why I love them. Mm-hmm. They're so genuine and great and wonderful. How about taking us out with that Dixon County song? Man, I'm telling you, I heard you guys do this at the Commodore Grill the other night, and it blows me away every time I hear this song. You've got to record this song. Yeah, here it comes.
oak as night fell on a bridge in Dixon County. I stood up, it felt so good to be alive. This is what I love about Nashville. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Daniel, his sister Anna, and their mom, Barbara. Together they are called Credenda, and they're playing around Nashville a lot. If you're visiting and you see their name on a billboard, you rush in and see them and tell them how you loved hearing them on the Songwriter Connection podcast. I want to thank you for doing this. Thank you so much, first and foremost. Thank you guys you. are incredible. I'm big believers in in, uh, in followers of, of what you do. So, and also want to thank Discover Sooner and my friend Nancy Deccan for uh, sponsoring our show this week and for the foreseeable future. Uh, next week, let me just plug. Next week, we're going to look into the rock field a little bit. There's a band called Born Crooked, and these Ooh, like guys that. are in, what an incredible story they have. And uh, we're going to delve into it uh, with uh, Hunter Wolf, who uh, is the lead guitar player and singer in the group. So join us next time on Songwriter Connection. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection. 